It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome back, everyone, to the Janice Dean Podcast. Today, I have a good friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. Kathy Lee Gifford is, of course, one of the biggest names in TV broadcasting. She co-hosted a morning show with Regis Philbin for 15 years, and then over a decade at NBC for the fourth hour of The Today Show. She's won all sorts of Emmy Awards. She's also a producer, a composer, a singer, and a writer. She does it all. And despite leaving TV Morning News... Kathy is busier than ever and doing things she loves, which includes sharing her journey in faith. I love her because even though she's incredibly famous, she makes time for her friends and to help others. Kathy was in New York promoting a new book of hers called God of the Way with her good friend Rabbi Jason Sobel and a movie she wrote and directed called The Way. Despite a jam-packed schedule promoting the book and her new film, she made time to sit down with me before rushing to the airport. I just love her so much. Here's my conversation with Kathy Lee Gifford. You've been so good to me. I just want to start off by saying that. Oh, honey, you're so easy. Oh, my no, gosh. No, listen, we've known each other for a long time. And I, you know, you are such a big superstar. And <laughs> you took time out of your busy schedule when you, you know, were working a morning show, uh, doing all these amazing things, and you had breakfast with me after Fox and Friends to give me some advice. And I'll never forget that. Aww. Not many people would do that. I, you know, I don't even remember that. Because you're right. I, why did I do that? But I, I, would, I know that the Lord was saying, take her, take her out. I remember mostly because of your Freddie Freddie the Frogcaster. Freddie the Frogcaster. Right. And you wanted, you know, would you, would you look at this? And I just thought it was such a charming idea. Aww. And I loved it. And I just wanted to encourage you. But that's how I remember it all starting out. Well, and also I remember you sent me a beautiful card when I got married. You and I was like floored. I remember I got it. It was I went into my office uh, because when did we get married? It's in two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight. I can't even remember. But I do remember getting this beautiful card from you saying, "I'm so happy for you." Mm -hmm. And you do that kind of thing. I think it's a lost art. You know, because I don't have a computer. I write everything longhand with my beautiful big pens, the special pens, and my my legal pad. But, I, you know, when I was going through some very, very, very tough times professionally and uh, publicly as a result of it, uh, I, like I, I have kept my notes from like Barry Manilow mm. or Dolly Parton or different people, um, you know, who would just, uh, Neil Sedaka, who would just take the time to either call me or or, or write me. Uh, to, to call, uh, Kevin Costner called me a couple of times, different people to say, you know what, we know this isn't true. You know what? You just you you just hold your head up high and you keep going because it's it's the truth is going to set you free, and because people did it for me, I want to do it for other people. Mm. I know how much that meant to me. Oh, the whole world can be screaming at you, crucify or crucify or cancel or cancel or whatever, and one kind word from somebody saying, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, 
It isn't true, and you know it. And you know what? Only the nasty people who are miserable themselves are crying out. All the good people are praying for you. Oh, it it really does. It doesn't take much to turn around a day. Kindness. Yep. Kindness. I remember when I was growing up that uh, cruelty was the was was the thing that surprised you. How could someone be so cruel? But our world has been decaying at such a rate now that when kindness happens, that's what takes my heart. That's what takes my breath away now is kindness, mm-hmm. and it moves me to tears. You be, become inured to the, the 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 pain because there's so much pain and suffering that we can't ball our eyes out all day long, every day. But now when a kindness happens, Janice, it lays me low. Mm. I just go, oh, God, thank you. Thank you for kindness. There are still wonderful, kind people out there. There are. I believe there's more kindness than than terrible. They just don't get the, they don't get the press. Yeah, you know? that's well. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast, my friend. Well, yes. Well, here I am to you just <laughs> made the dean's list. Well, I wasn't your first. I know that was Kilmead, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> well, I told you earlier the reason why Kilmead was our, our my first guest on the Janice Dean podcast is because for years he's been saying, "Oh, the dean's list. It's so great. That's 60 seconds of good news that goes in between the you know the bad news. You need to make that a podcast." So I always said, you know, if I if that ever happened, that Kilmead and he earned it. He earned it. He's, he and I adore him. Isn't he great? Please don't tell him because it'll spoil our relationship. But I just, <laughs> I think he's, first of all, I think he's brilliant. And he's and he's also passionate about what he believes. He's a father, good father. You can tell he loves his family. But he's he's, he's passionate about getting the truth out about history the way I am about getting, uh, you know, the truth in the in the scriptures out. And and I just respect that in, in other people. I know what it costs you privately and, and professionally sometimes to do that. I have such a re- great respect for people to do. But he's also so funny. <laughs> yes. He's fun. Yeah. And, you know, you can do it in an entertaining way. You don't have to be some, you know, boring academic, whatever they're called. See, I can't even say it, much less spell it. Well, that's because you've been on a promotional tour for your book and your movie, which I want to talk about. Faith in your life. Has that come when you were a little girl? Yeah. I've always believed in God. I just didn't know him personally. Hmm. Yeah, I've always uh, my my father's father was a Russian Jew, uh, and my mother's uh, family were uh, Gentile from from Canada. Uh, and her That's mother was why born we in like Brooklyn. You. That's why I love you so much. You get Canadian blood. In I you. do. I have French Canadian blood. I have um, Germanic on my mother's side uh, from uh, Brooklyn, to, you know, New York. Uh, we're all we're all doggies. You know, we're all mutts. <laughs> the mix. Then we're the mix. Yeah. And I I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. We were we're God put put us all on this planet for a reason. He loves us all. I cannot stand uh, uh, the division among us, whether it's in a family or it's in a neighborhood or it's in our country, in the world. It's just that was never God's plan for us. He put us in a garden to begin with, and that's where we're going to end up. But um, in the meantime, we've got this cesspool called the world that, is, you know, we have to be a light in it. We have to be the sweet fragrance of Jesus in it. We have to be his hands and his heart for those who don't even believe in him, much less uh, think he loves them. 
you know, and he does. And that's what my all my work is about now is writing films and, and music that, that tell of his love in spite of what your circumstances look like. The Bible's full of all kinds of incredible stories of people whose circumstances were like impossible. Mm. But even Jesus said, yes, with man, this is, this is impossible. But all things are possible with God. It's hopeful. It's, it's the only place you can find true hope is in him and in his promises. He, I've had some dear, precious friends in my life, but nobody's perfect, and, and we are going to let one another down. And that's why Jesus gave us um, his, his example of, of mercy. You know, forgive one another as, as I have forgiven you. And, you know, uh, love one another as I love you. His, he's the model for everything, Janice. And think about it. If you or I, we're not perfect people, but we're nice. We're good people. And if we had the cure for cancer, we would be we would give it away to every suffering person with cancer right this minute. No no price tag. Here it is. Here's the cure, you know? And but why don't we do that when we know people have a malignancy of the soul? Mm. You know? We have the cure for it and his name is Jesus, Yeshua in Hebrew. He is the answer. He is the cure. And um, people will try anything to fill up that void in their life, fill it up with everything they can and fall flat on their face and wonder why they're not happy because they haven't yet tried him, haven't given him a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is faithful. He will he will change your life. He will transform it, and not in a way that makes you say, oh, you mean I can't drink anymore? Oh, you mean I can't fool around? Oh, well, here's what happens. He changes your, your desires. He, you know, he doesn't say you got to change your desires to come to me. He said, just come to me exactly as you are. We'll do life together. And as we do life and we do love together, we do forgiveness together. You will change by hanging out with me Mm -hmm. and your desires will change as well. When did you get to know him? When do you feel that? When I was 12 years old, I asked Jesus into my heart sitting in a movie theater, so like the Lord to do that, knowing that all I wanted to be in life was an actress and a singer and a songwriter, mm-hmm. song teller. I didn't, know I, I didn't know I could write songs. Now I, I look back on it now, and I thought, you were writing songs, Kathy, when you were just six years old. And I go, yeah, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I was just, mm. you know, I was, all of the gifts I had in me, all the gifts you have in you or anybody that's listening to us right now, those gifts were given to us in our mother's womb for his purpose, for God's purpose. And not for our, so I could be famous, you could be famous, you could have trophies, you could win awards. Well, some of those things happen along the way, but but it's ultimately, it's everything should be for God's glory. And people go, well, I go to church, I, I go to church, I, I pray. I said, well, you know what? That's great. I would never put that down, but that's just part of it. You know, yeah. the Bible doesn't say um, uh, go to church once a week, spend an hour, say some prayers, get on your knees and sing a song, and, and I'll see you next week. Mm. That's not, that's not our, our walk of faith. Uh, G, the Bible says in him we live and move and have our being. That means every nanosecond of our life. I don't separate the secular from the spiritual ever. I am who I am in Christ, wherever I am, whatever I am doing. And, and that you, 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 is, I think, a healthy way to live. If I walk onto a set, I'm there to share Jesus with people. I'm, I'm there to do my job as an actress. But when I have an opportunity to, to share his love with somebody, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. It may be the only time in their whole life somebody tells them God loves them. Mm. It may be the only time. I love that about you because when I do see you, you'll pray with me. 
And I, there's something very significant in that. Well, people say, I'll be praying for you, or I'll pray for you, I promise. You know, I've learned that when you say to somebody, would you like me to pray with you now? Yes. It moves them to tears sometimes. People go, really? You d- really? And then the Lord just gives you the prayer to say. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be fancy. I think God gets bored, too. <laughs> you know, I really do. He's the creator. He's just kind of move it along. <laughs> <laughs> but he wants us to just be authentic, Janice. Yeah. It That's is why authentic. people love you because you're you're just who you are off camera or on. You're you are you don't separate the secular from the spiritual. You and I don't worship the, at the same kind of church. You go to Catholic church. I go to Israel. Mm, <laughs> you know yeah. that's where I really go to church. Is there where it all started? You know, uh, and I certainly don't put down church. Some people say, "Why are you always putting down church?" I'm saying I want people to learn about what first century ch- church was before people were called Christians. Yeah, there was every follower of Jesus originally was a Jew. They were good Jewish followers. Jesus himself was a rabbi. It's important as followers of Jesus today to understand what our roots were. Christians, that's a, that's a term that came much later during the apostolic period after Jesus was, had died and been crucified and resurrected and gone back to his father and many of the... Uh, and many of his disciples had been martyred. Uh, that's when, the, the, under persecution, the church started growing because it was spreading away from Jerusalem, spreading into the outer provinces, provinces and people were open to the message of it. And uh, so people who, who followed Jesus at the beginning of his ministry were called followers of the way. Mm. The way, and that's why my mo- my movie is called The Way. It's that it, you know there was Christians came many many years later. That's a, that's a Greek term from Christos. Uh huh. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. You like to learn about other people's religion. I do. I'm fascinated by what people believe. What's the common thread? Need. Hmm. A need for something bigger than ourselves. Wow. Especially uh-huh. nowadays. What I sense now that I have not sensed as much of um, in my whole life is fear. And God used COVID, the fear that people lived with on a daily basis. A lot of people came b- back to faith through COVID. Yeah. A lot of people gave up their faith probably too when they saw the suffering and things happening and being lied to. And you know that story better than anybody, the, the price your family paid. A lot of people would lose their faith over something like that. Mm. But those kinds of things are meant to grow our faith. We're, mo- we're supposed to, to stretch. And, you know, the, uh, Gethsemane means it's, a, it's an olive press. And if you go to Israel and go to the Garden of Gethsemane, there is a Gethsemane in the garden that is ancient, as ancient as Jesus was. Many people think that's where Jesus and his disciples spent the last week of his life Mm. in that because he didn't go away back to Bethany all the way. He stayed for all the events of, of the Passion Week. And, um, and if you see what olives go through to produce olive oil. Yeah. Crushing is the only word. Crushing, the amount of weight. That was the crushing of Jesus on the cross. 
right near, just, you know, a, a short distance from where that olive uh, cr- crushing device, it's a device that literally just a millstone that goes around and around and around until there's nothing left of it but oil, mm. the purest oil. And, and that's what suffering does to us. Wow. It produces the oil of healing. But it also, it's almost like leather. You know, you go through enough tough times and that leather gets soft mm-hmm. and a little bit more, you know. Supple. Supple, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've always felt like people say, how have you lasted in this business? And I said, you know, I knew how important it was for me to develop a tough skin. Yeah. But, 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 but maintain a tender heart. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, because people are going to disappoint you. People will break your heart. People will uh, try to destroy you. But if you can learn instantly to pray for them, instantly to forgive them, never let the the root of bitterness take hold. It will destroy you. It won't even hurt the person you hate. Mm. It won't, but it'll destroy you. How do you forgive someone that, you know, has wronged you? Immediately. You do it because Jesus forgave you. Do you tell them that or you just say to yourself, I forgive them? I think it's important. Uh, I told Howard Stern that after 30 years of praying for him because he had hurt me. And I forgave him that instant and have prayed for him ever since that day. And, and in God's timing, I was able to tell him. I don't. I think well, somebody will say, well, I, they haven't asked me to forgive, to forgive them. Mm. And I go, that, what's that got to do with it? Jesus was on the cross, and what did he say? Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. Mm. He wasn't waiting for them to believe in him. He wasn't waiting for them to say, gee, sorry, we did this to you. Mm, got it wrong. You are the Messiah. He just forgave because he's the essence of love. And if you can't forgive, you can't, you can't call yourself a believer in Jesus. If you can't love others the way he loved you, don't call yourself a follower. No, it's, it's, it's you know, just don't be a hypocrite. You know, when Jesus called the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees hypocrites, the word for that, he's, he called them whitewashed tombs. You're like, you're beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, you have dead man's bones. The word for hypocrite in the New Testament is, is a word that means in Greek, actor. Hmm. You don't have a faith. You're acting. You don't have a relationship with me that's real. You're acting. What did Howard Stern do? I never listened to him. I'd never met him before, but apparently he would, on a daily basis, just rip me to shreds as the biggest phony in the world, as, a, as, a, as a, I don't know, all kind. Every, took on my family, everything about me he just hated. He told me later uh, when we, you know, he asked me to forgive him, I said, I gave you, forgave you 30 years ago. I, and he, I said, Howard, I knew you were doing what you did because you were hurt. You were hurt people, hurt people. And he said, Kathy, I hated you because you were everything I wasn't. We grew up near each other in Maryland. We were the same age. You were Jewish. I knew your Jewish father was, I had a Jewish father. My family was Jewish. And I said, and, and, and you just represented everything that was opposite from me. And I hated you for it. Wow. To have that moment where you were able to, you know, hear never, his side of it, I suppose. You know what? I was grateful for it, but it didn't change my life. Hmm. You know, I didn't, I wasn't praying every day that one day he'd ask me to forgive him. I didn't. I asked, I asked God to, 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 to deliver him from his hurts. I had a similar situation with Don Imus because I came to New York mm-hmm. with him and he was terrible to me. He was. Yeah. And, you know, I carried that with me for a very long time up until... 
I talked to his daughter, Elizabeth. I had written a book, which I was so grateful because you you wrote a beautiful blurb on the back of it, mm-hmm. uh, talking about how I got to New York and the perfect job of my life should have been the Imus job, right? It had radio and television. It was with a, you know, a very big name in the business and it was the worst job of my life. And I was just so hurt by him. And I always thought to myself, if he apologizes, like even when he came to Fox, he was here at Fox. And I thought to myself, I would imagine in my mind that he would call me into his office and he would apologize. Mm -hmm. It never happened. But after he died, uh, I got an, an email from his daughter, Elizabeth, and she apologized on behalf of him. Mm-hmm. And mm, powerful. It, it brought tears to my eyes. She's no longer with us. We, uh, she died of uh, cancer. I'm sorry. I was able to talk to her before she died. But she just opened up that forgiveness for me. So she said to me, I believe you. I believe what happened. Yes. Well, she um, knew her father better than anyone, right? probably. Right. And, and yet she had also forgiven him. Yes. Yes. She sounds like a wonderful And was person. very spiritual yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. And for her to reach out to me, um, and I wrote about it because it was, mm-hmm. it was just a really important moment. And I do forgive him. And I wish I had been able to do that sooner. You know, <sighs> Lord said to me the other day, I was thinking about certain things and uh, certain people that are just, you know, live in the past. And I was praying for them. I don't even remember the details so much as, it, as the Lord said, Kathy, people who live in the past die there. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a cemetery. You know, don't live there, you guys. Everybody listening has a choice today. Live in the now. Right now, God wants to speak to you. Right now, God wants to heal you. Right now, God wants to give you a future and a hope. Live there. How do I forgive Andrew Cuomo? You, 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 you. Because I can't right now. Yes, you can do it right now. Yes, you can. You in obedience because Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And he is your, he is, if Jesus can forgive on the cross, you can forgive right now. All you have to do is say, thank you, Jesus. That's right. You have forgiven me for everything I have ever done. Lord, I choose to forgive him. But it doesn't mean that I can't. You can remember. You can work towards justice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean to, to, to bend over and, and, and just be a, 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 a doormat. Uh-uh. It just, it's like I choose. It's a release. It's a release for you. It's for you, honey. It's for you. Yeah, because I feel that same way that I did with Don Imus. Like, why? Then learn from the mistake you made. Yeah. You just admitted it. I wish I'd known that earlier. I wish I'd done it earlier. You have such hurts because you lost two people that are precious to you. And you have this sense of justice now, not just for them, but for everybody who lost somebody they love. That shouldn't change. That's, you know what that's called in the Bible? Righteous anger. Mm. Nobody had more of a right to be angry righteously than Jesus. But he stayed on that cross. He could have come down as they taunted him. He chose. He said, Father, forgive them. Right now you can do it, sweetie. And I don't want you carrying this around anymore. I know. Let it go, darling. <laughs> don't, the root of bitterness, he's not the only evil person. If, if that's what you think, he, what, what, he, what, what happened there was evil. I don't, I don't know all the details. You, well, but, and- but, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not accusing this man. I know that what I've learned is very troubling. Uh, about, and not just him. Lots of people, lots of people did 
things that are hard to understand now. Uh, and, and, and I didn't lose a loved one from COVID, but my family lost so many people through the Holocaust. Right. You know, those people, the ones that have survived, many of them have learned that they had to forgive. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Even that. It is a weight. It does weigh on it's you. It's awesome. Awful. Awful is what I'm trying to say. The price you pay is awful. So much disease is based in loss, a lack of forgiveness. Mm. Yeah. And you can't, if you can't forgive, we can't expect God to forgive us. Jesus said, you, you've got to forgive or you can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. You have to do it, darling. And you will, you will, you'll just be so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. I don't want to carry this around. Pray that he comes to know Yeshua. Pray that he becomes uh, a good practicing Catholic like you are <laughs> and goes back to his church and, and, and um, you know, b- believes in something bigger than himself, mm. believes in real justice. Real righteousness. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Was there ever a moment in your life where you you felt like God wasn't there? Sure. Yes, 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 yes. And um, it, yeah, I, I never stopped believing in God. I just stopped at times believing he loved me. Mm. Why? Because I was so hurt. And how could a loving God let this happen or this Mm -hmm. happen or that happen? People say it all the time. And I've learned to say to them, oh, a loving God doesn't cause any of the evil in the world. A loving God put us into a garden. We're the ones who polluted it. Hmm. Because I remember telling you about, you know, my father who was raised Catholic and for many years obviously believed in the Catholic Church and we were baptized and we went there. And then he went through some really tough times, bankruptcies and and hardships and believed it was because God didn't love him. Right. And I remember that. I know. But you also broke the the chain of of disbelief. You, you, You chose faith. A lot of people today, when faced with the choice between fear or faith, choose fear. It's something they know. They know if they can live with their fear. They, they, they cling to it somehow. And then, then it defines them. Yeah. I don't want to be defined as a fearful person. I want to be defined as a faithful one mm-hmm. who's human and makes mistakes, but realizes that, they, that I've made them and I, and I do ask for, for forgiveness or I seek to, to make things right. You know, we all make mistakes. Don't be so hard on yourself. Other people will do that for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't help them, but be the first to forgive and don't wait for them to ask you yep. for it talking to Dana Perino, who has her, you know, we all have our own faith, but she said, if you look to the Bible, a lot of it is don't worry in there. Oh, oh, and fear not is, is more, more prevalent than any other commandment in quotes. Yeah. You know, and, and because he's not commanding us not to fear because he wants to hurt us. He's, he's, he's saying, don't be afraid because he doesn't want to, you to fear. He and wants I you to live in joy. And I will, I am enough for you. Mm. I will take nothing is too big for me. No problems too small or too big for me. Give it to me. My yoke is easy. And I am humble. I am humble and meek. Not 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 strong. Nobody was stronger. He's just saying that's what he'll do for you. Mm-hmm. He will take your burdens and put them on himself for yeah. you. Carry them for you. Don't let fear keep you from a walk of faith. 
that is the most joyful experience. It's why we're put here, to walk the way, walk the way. I mean, more people want us to be fearful, unfortunately. It's everywhere. Oh, they use it as a tool to to control us. I choose life. I choose Jesus. Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm gonna. I I I I see through you. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me sign up for uh for this or that or this or that, so I won't be afraid. Well, guess what? I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. What I'm a, if I'm afraid of anything, it's like missing an opportunity uh, to grow, missing an opportunity to share. God's love with someone. I don't want to be held responsible for that. And you are living proof of, you know, you close a door and a window opens. Or a floodgate, <laughs> yeah. in my case. Because when you left the, you know, the amazing job that you had at NBC for, you know, that was going to be... Regis. A, right, of yep. course. Uh-huh. Yeah, people say, how could you leave your dream job twice with Regis and with Hoda? I said, you're assuming it was my dream job. Yeah. It wasn't. I'm doing my dream job now, right now. making movies and writing oratorios and Writing, being with symphony orchestras, playing my music, and, and and great artists singing them, my songs, and acting out my scenes, and you know, on Broadway or in, in films. I mean, that's just that's what I've dreamed of my whole life, Janice. Mm-hmm. I've had to wait for it a long, long time. I've certainly had to work for it. You're the happiest I think I've ever seen you. I think I am the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, it's not that I have don't have issues, and I have things that I battle every day. But but in my but in terms of waking up in the morning and excited about what I'm doing, yeah, I I was driving in from my home in Connecticut today into right past Rockefeller Center to, to be here with you, and be on Fox and Friends. So I love coming here. I've always enjoyed being with everybody here. And I said to to Christine, who's been with me over thirty two years, I said. I do not miss this drive-in. Mm. I commuted for twenty for thirty-five years into New York. The same Bruckner, you know, Park Expressway is there's still it's still under construction. <laughs> it was under construction when I moved here in 1981. You know, and now all these years later, it's still under construction. I know, I, I I get that. I'm still under construction <laughs> as a person, but you know, we pay our taxes so these roads can be better. Right? You know, come on. We could talk about New York traffic. Uh-huh. Tell me about your beautiful grandson. Oh, no. No, I have to talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then I also want to talk about My grandson, grandson uh, Frankie, is just delicious. Everything they say about being a grandparent is true. It's just, it's a wonder. You know, as much as I love holding him and, and playing with him and making him laugh and giggle, he gets the joke. This kid's going to be a comedian. He's going <laughs> to, he and I are going to do the cat skills together. He gets the joke. Um, and... Uh, I love watching my son with his son mm. and his beautiful wife and then be a family. You know, the Bible says, for a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. And, uh, and they will be fruitful and multiply. It's, it's God's ordained, beautiful way to the circle of life and the cycle of living. And God's, God's, God is the God of family. He's a God of love. He's a God of romance. Read Song of Solomon. You want a sexy read? Read Song of Solomon, people. You think the Bible, uh, hello, 
It's 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 like new. It's old. What is it? The, the, the Real Housewives of the Old and New Testament. Oh, come you've on, just come up with a series right there. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's the truth. There's juicy stories. Lots of love. Lots of sex. Lots of, you know. There's bad stuff too, but it makes for a compelling story. I'm a I'm a I'm a storyteller. You got to have the good with the bad to write a good story. Tell me about this latest book that you have. The latest book is is a result of my latest film, and uh, the film came first. I was writing the movie the way as a result of the first uh, little short film I did called The God Who Sees. That led me to believe that I should write more stories from the Bible, put them together uh, in four oratorios as one film, and that's called The Way. Halfway through the, the that, because uh, it took four years, I was thinking, you know what, this is going to need a companion book. Because I know people now who who see things that I or or uh, find out things that I share with them, and they go, "I want to know more. Take me deeper. Take me deeper." And we end up writing more books about things. Um, there's a hunger now for people to go deeper in their faith. So I say, I called up, you know, faithful Rabbi Sobel, and I said, Rabbi, will you write this book with me too? Just because nobody takes me deeper than you do personally. And nobody can take our readers deeper. And he, and he writes in such an easy way to understand. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, I, as a Western uh, person growing up in Western Christianity, was told my whole life I shouldn't study astrology because it was of the devil. I shouldn't study numerology because it's of the devil. And I'm looking at the, the scripture and it's all, it's that the heavens proclaim his glory. There is wisdom and knowledge in the, in, and I'm going, wait a minute. And then, and then Rabbi tells me there, that, the, that, that the, the Bible is perfect mathematically. So every single uh, number in the Bible has purpose. There's nothing random about any of it. So when you start to understand, you're not putting your faith in the stars by studying that. You're putting your faith in the one who made the stars and is trying to teach you some truth there. And in numbers, everything everything is interrelated in the scriptures. Uh, and and when you start reading these books. That uh, we that Rabbi has written a couple on his own too that are just magnificent. They're a little more academic. I come along and it gets a little less academic, but I I try to talk in a way that people can understand. And I I am not a biblical scholar. People think I I sound like one, uh, or I play one on TV. <laughs> but the truth is, it's just because I study so much. I learn a lot of stuff. Yeah. And when I try to give somebody credit for teaching me that, my, my, my deepest teachers will always say to me, don't, you don't have to credit me. Somebody else told me. So it's something we pass on. I love you, Kathy Lee. I really do. I love do. you, Janice. And I just enjoy our time together. And I thank you for this. And I, I know to be continued. Except next time you have to keep your promise and bring something to... Uh, the tequila. Wet my whistle. Yeah. I didn't wasn't going to say. No, I listen. The I woman sp- promised me tequila. I don't even drink tequila. Right. But I, with her, with Janice Dean, yeah, baby, I was going to have. It's a-, a new program we're coming with. <laughs> Kathy Lee, Janice, and tequila. It's called Drunk Luncheon. <laughs> it's a hit. I Drunk love lunch. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I love you, Janice. All right. Go babe. home and forgive somebody, Missy. I forgive you right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy Lee, for joining me to talk about your wonderful new projects. The new book is called God of the Way, and it's out in bookstores now. I want to have her back on so we can talk about her new grandson, what life is like for her living in the Nashville area, and her love life. I told her I'll bring the wine or the tequila, 
and we'll have a good old-fashioned girls' gossip session. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com and don't forget to subscribe to this one on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave us a review because those are important. And you can spread the sunshine. You've been listening to the Janice Dean Podcast on the Fox News Podcast Network. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.